Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Let's start today with a quick bit to remind you that 2020 is only halfway done. Scientists writing in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences report, there's another one out there. Right now, the new strain of flu is carried by pigs, but it, in fact, can infect humans. Researchers are concerned that it could further mutate, so it could then be transmitted from person to person instead of just pig to person, and that would trigger another global outbreak. Because it is also new, people will have little to no immunity to it. Researchers say that because it is somewhat similar to the H1N1 2009, the vaccine for that swine flu could be modified to fight against it. As soon as they get done working on the coronavirus stuff, whenever that is. (laughs) It's not officially halfway here, Cliff, until tomorrow (laughs) at noon. Okay. I looked that up. Tomorrow at noon this year is halfway over. Okay. And I got to thinking this morning. Yeah. Only in this year, 2020, in the history of mankind, Mm -hmm. would you ever tell somebody they wouldn't let me into the bank today because I wasn't wearing a mask? This is the (laughs) only time. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Because always before, Cliff, if you walked in there with a mask on... (laughs) <laughs> alarms would go off they don't take kindly to that but right now we want you in here with a mask on well cliff sometimes i think of one thing and then it leads to another that's really not even related to it you understand yeah. what i'm saying there i do as a matter of fact yes and yesterday i saw on my phone as i when i was home that baseball is starting up officially kind of yeah. excited about it next month late next month yeah. And that got me to thinking about the times that I've went to St. Louis to watch the Cardinals and stayed overnight and well yeah. that got me to thinking about valet parking and how much I hate that stuff. I mean absolutely <laughs> hate that stuff. And you can't park anywhere near downtown St. Louis at any hotel. Agreed. They, they don't have valet parking because everybody's trying to make a buck. And so I'm thinking in my head, Cliff, while all this is mm-hmm. going on last night. St. Louis is about a hundred and say sixty to hundred and seventy miles away from here. Okay. One way. Yeah. And so here's the definition of valet parking for me. Okay. I drive a hundred and seventy miles to get to a hotel, and then I have to pay somebody to take my car the last fifty feet of that destination. <laughs> which seems stupid to me. <laughs> I've went 170 miles. I can make it the next 50 foot into your garage over there. No, you can't, sir. That's $20. No, really. I can do it. If I had to pay $20 for every 50 foot cliff. Yeah. And and then they get to hold your car keys while you're at the ballgame. Exactly right. Oh, I hate valet parking. That, that happened to me. Remember a couple of years ago, I went to Colorado to yes. a photography thing. So that was valet parking at this hotel in uh, uh, Boulder. And it's like a, it was an, an old, like a hundred year old hotel. So there was valet parking. And I like, realized I left some of my photo gear in the trunk of my car after it had parked. And so I had to go ask for my own car keys back. 
And now can you tell me where you park my car so I can go get my stuff out of it? I know. <laughs> if you thought truth is stranger than fiction, you're mostly right. And sometimes fiction actually becomes the truth. Now, this is a topic we've already discussed here with our listeners. And if you remember, it was one of those what would happen if topics that we frequently talk about. And one of the what would happen responses came from a listener who said he'd actually go to blows with whoever he caught doing it. Because apparently the fish tank at Bass Pro Shops is sacred. Police say 27-year-old Kevin Wise of Slidell, Louisiana, faces charges of criminal damage to property after a weekend event near Shreveport that saw him go into the fish tank at Bass Pro Shop and go swimming. Yes, the incident was caught on video by a bystander. Yes, dude ran out of the store soaking wet afterwards. And yes, he left behind his hat and his coronavirus mask, and that meant that, yes, he got arrested when he returned to get them. Police say the store will have to empty and clean the 13,000-gallon tank, the cost of which will likely have to come out of the man's pocket. It appears as though the only thing missing from this story of swimming in the fish tank at Bass Pro is the man's nakedness, as the video shows he was completely clothed at the time. Cliff? Yes? I don't suppose you would have any idea what price tag that would be to clean a 13,000 gallon fish tank, would you? Uh, I mean, I do not, are we talking actually. thousands probably? We're probably talking thousands of dollars, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I remember the uh, listener that got so mad, I mean, it was like um, yeah, lots of uh, signs and symbols in his language yeah. there, if you remember that, the Cliff. Text, yeah, the text, yeah, it was, uh, it was not pleasant. It was not pleasant. And, and it's like, all about a fish tank. <laughs> yeah. That you're not fishing in. That's right. <laughs> Cliff, are you thinking what I'm thinking this morning? <laughs> I'm scared to ask what you're thinking. Well, you were talking about the Bass Pro Shop Aquarium and somebody yeah. jumping in there. We've yeah. got our own aquarium guy here at Country 98.1. Yeah. He likes to get in water. You think maybe... <laughs> Walter? Yes, we could... <laughs> Convince Walter to try that, Cliff? Oh, I don't think it'd be all that difficult to convince Walter to go jump in the tank at the Bass Pro Shop, no. I don't think, yes, I think it it would be easy to convince Walter to go jump into a lake yes. or anything else, Cliff. Cliff, I want to get this out here real quickly and briefly. Okay. We do yep. not fund anybody with their legal fees for doing things. <laughs> yeah, if, if we uh, were to say, indicate that we thought it would be fun if someone went and did something... That could bring criminal charges. <laughs> like, say, jump in the fish tank at Bass, Bass Pro Shops. Yes. You're you're entirely on your own as far as your legal fees. Public defender is what you're going to be shooting for, and you'll have fun with that. Well, Cliff, with the possible exception of yeah. public restrooms, perhaps yeah. the single most um, scary, most terrifying place to go right now is an elevator because... There is no social distancing if you get in an elevator. They're no, it just right doesn't on top exist. of you. That's right. Yeah. So uh, you're in there with a bunch of strangers. You don't know who they've been around. You don't know anything yeah. about them. But if you have to ride in an elevator, and sometimes you have to, there's just no way around it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's at least one responsible thing that you should always remember to do. And this comes from Dr. Richard Corsi. He's okay. a very famous doctor in Portland. He says that all elevators should put signs in there that says, do not speak. And that makes a lot of sense, Cliff. Okay. Do not speak. 
why those signs are here at Country 98.1 this morning in this room, I have no idea. But there's three of them posted in here. Do you know why, Cliff, that would be? I know you're um, the sweatpants lounge. Yeah, there's no such sign here. I can talk all I want. Of course, no one may be listening, but I can talk all I want to. Uh, apparently, um, we have said someone that there's something that angered someone. Hence, they're like, don't be saying anything at all. Perhaps it's best if you just don't talk. <laughs> I would go to the doctor more often if the tongue depressor he used tasted like a quarter pounder. I'll say that right now, Cliff. <laughs> you would think they could get that done, don't you? Well, I mean, given all of the other medical issues that are going on in the world, making your tongue depressor taste like a hamburger probably really isn't that high on the priority list. No, but I would go more often. I'm telling you. Here, hit me with that. And can I have some of those as samples to take home with me? <laughs> I can't speak for anybody else, Cliff, but for me personally, yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed in this whole virus mess stuff. I kind of <laughs> thought we were on the tail end of all of this, and it was kind of going to going to go away from us. And nope, it seems to have reared its head in numerous places yep. throughout the country, and apparently mm -hmm. right here close to home, huh? Yes. <sighs> We'd hear some news that demonstrates the intrigue and danger of the world of international finance. More than a dozen banks and trust companies in China loaned a lot of money to one company there over the past five years. And now they're all on the hook because when Wuhan King Gold Jewelry started missing payments on their $2.8 billion U.S. loans, those, of course, note holders went to go look. It seems as though the jewelry company was asked to put up collateral for loans of that size. And so basically they told the banks, why don't you all just hold on to these gold bars until we can pay you back? Which seems like an acceptable exchange at the time. 83 tons of gold bars the bank keeps in their vaults while they wait for their payments of nearly $3 billion to come in. Until they found out much of the gold bars were nothing more than gilded copper. <laughs> Fake gold bars. <laughs> Hard to trust them after that, isn't it, Cliff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to that's gonna make your credit rating go way, way down. <laughs> way down. When in the state of Washington, Cliff, yes. a drunk driver was finally caught after he crashed his car and abandoned it on Sesame Street. I'm not making that up. <laughs> Sesame Street is where he abandoned his car after he crashed it. <laughs> I'm just picturing Oscar the Grouch and his can yeah. going, hey, dude, come over here. I can hide you in my can. You know what That's I'm right. saying? I can hide you in my can. <laughs> this news story, of course, Cliff, brought was to you today by, by the letters D, U, and I. <laughs> slightly, Cliff, just slightly blaming you yeah. for this text message that came in to us. Blaming me? Slightly, just a little bit. <laughs> you mentioned that you wanted to hear the punishment song that we won't yeah. speak of, and then yeah. we got the text message, you know, guys, you would get more people to call in if you gave away prizes. <laughs> yes. But if we put prizes on the table, yeah. the odds of all of us hearing the punishment song go way up. Is that not true, Cliff? No, that's absolutely right. Um, it's basically the, I don't know if it, you could call it a law, but it, it's the rule of raising the stakes. If you raise the stakes, the possibility of causing an error and therefore the punishment song to be triggered 
actually increases. 906, let's do it. We're putting prizes out, Cliff. Oh, oh, oh we're we going to do it again at 906. <laughs> so that means we're going to get to hear the punishment song at 906. We have a good chance of it, yes. 906, <laughs> we're going to play the game again. Hi, who's this? Heather Murray. I'm sorry, who? Heather Murray. Oh, Heather, how's it going today, Heather? Oh, not bad. And where are you from, Heather? Uh, Monroe City. Monroe City. All right, Heather, okay. we're going to play the game called Spy the Lie. You could win prizes or you could give us all punishment, okay? Okay. <laughs> all right, here's the three statements for you. Number one, the smallest unit of time is called Planck time. Number two, Showtime is the oldest U.S. cable service. And number three, a tinker is someone who mends pots and pans. Heather, it's all up to you. Which one is the lie? Um, I'm going to go with the first one. The smallest unit of time is called Planck time. Yeah. Hmm. Heather, you have made punishment for all of us because oh. that's absolutely true. Oh. No. Number two oh, no. was the lie. And so we're taking back the prizes you could have won, okay? Oh, no. Yes. And... Oh. Well, hey. Oh, no, no. She just beeped herself. Did you beep yourself, Heather? <laughs> I think she what? Did you beep yourself? I heard a beep. No. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, Heather, I'm sorry you didn't win the prizes, but at least you had a lot of fun, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> You're right. Heather, uh -huh. thank you, and we're going to play this song as punishment in memory of you, okay? Well, Cliff, I did mention I have a small connection to this song. I can't wait to hear what this is, what the connection is, let alone what the song is. Well, there's the song playing, and okay. we'll tell you the name of it and who sings it yeah. at the very end, if it ever gets here. <laughs> and please remember, we have yep. Heather to thank for that. Disco Duck, here yep. on the Morning Road Show, our punishment song for today. So what is your uh, your connection to Disco Duck? It's a very, very distant one now, Cliff. Okay. But that song was done by one of the greatest morning drive disc jockeys there's ever been. Oh, oh yeah, Rick Dees. Yes. Yeah. That is Rick Dees and a bunch of his people <laughs> that he works with or used to work with singing Disco Duck. So it's a very distant, distant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the distance compounded by the fact that he's in the uh, Radio Hall of Fame and has won a Marconi Award and has made enough money over his life to be sued for $10 million. Yes, he's, he's, <laughs> he's top-notch, Cliff. If I'm sued for 10 bucks, I'm in trouble. But that's it, Rick D's. And by the way, the background of that song, you could almost do a Take It to the Bank on. Because? I didn't know that. And because... He became, like, world famous as a radio personality at KISS FM in Los Angeles. Yes, he did. But he actually recorded that song when he was working in Memphis. And, it, we be, and when it became the number one song in the country, the program director refused to let him put it on the air. <laughs> he couldn't play his own song. And you know why? And I'm just guessing, Cliff. Why is that? Because he would get paid to play it. That's correct. Yes, and that technically is illegal. And when he started talking about it, he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, Cliff, a text message comes in right there that says that I was all excited about your connection to that last song, The Disco Duck. <laughs> and it was, yeah. nah. You really need to. It was, yeah. You really need to work on your boasting skills. <laughs> well, Rick Dees so, can do that better too, Cliff. He right, he can yeah. do a lot better at boasting. Yeah. The only connection to you and Rick Dees is the fact that you both get up at 3 a.m. to go to work. Yes. Well, Cliff, I'll tell you what. There's another connection here. You were talking about the PD in Memphis wouldn't let him play that song because he would get yeah. paid for it. Yeah. And I know for a fact that a very famous man, he's now retired, in Nashville, he used to work in uh, morning radio there, he yeah. wrote a huge hit for George Strait, and he would play it, and it would embarrass him to have to play it on his show <laughs> because he knew he was getting oh, paid for oh. it. Oh, you're talking about Jerry House, aren't you? That's right, Jerry House and the House, <laughs> and Foundation. The House Foundation. Oh, my, he is one of the best ones ever, too. And he wrote that song for George Strait, and George picked it up years ago. And yeah, I think the PD in Memphis just didn't want the guy to make money off of <laughs> oh, it. I think I think you're probably. By the way, I should point out, Weed, if you haven't figured it out already, all of this talk of about other radio things, no one really cares except you and myself. I know, I know. <laughs> but here's the song Jerry wrote. How's that, Cliff? Okay, that's cool. It's the big one. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty yeah. was an all-state player in high school in baseball, track, and football. Okay. And he played quarterback at Louisiana Tech University back in the late 1960s. But okay. he left school early to focus on, you guessed it, duck hunting. <laughs> He left school early to focus on duck hunting. That's exactly right. And he was a two-year starter at Louisiana Tech. But when he left school to focus on duck hunting, that opened up the spot on the team for the backup quarterback, Mm -hmm. Terry Bradshaw. (laughs) Really? That's right. (laughs) Okay. And all of that you could take straight to the bank. I thought when I said Louisiana Tech, Cliff, you might have went, hey, that's the... No, it didn't didn't ring a bell at all. Well, all of that is true, and all of it you can take to the bank. Well, be safe, and now I'd like to do something that you rarely hear on the radio. <laughs> What's that? I'd like to ask for a ride home. My car won't start outside, <laughs> Cliff. No. <laughs> you don't hear that every day on the radio, do you? No, you actually don't hear that on the radio yes. very well at all. Well, Cliff, anything said today? Well, phrases of a day start with number three. And all of these, by the way, are connected in some way with stuff that comes out of your mouth. Number three, a connection with the singer of a horrible song, which leads to number two. You really need to work on your boasting skills. And the fact that it's all BS is the reason why it's number two. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, morning run show phrase for today. (laughs) It's that sign on the wall of the studio. Perhaps it's best if you just don't talk. (laughs) Can I have a 1A on that, Cliff? Sure, what's that? I need a ride home. My car won't start. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.